years ago. There's a little girl, two, three, four years old, whose parents were, were teaching her to, to say a meal before every, uh, to say a prayer before every meal. And so they taught her, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. And uh, one particular meal, after saying that prayer, she got up from the table and went to the window, which had been open because it, it was a nice day out, and she yelled outside the window, Jesus, where are you? It's pretty cute. You know what that little girl did? Sometimes we do a very similar thing. When life just happens, we can ask a very deep question. God, where did you go? When we get to that point and we ask that question, it's really a cry for help. That's exactly what the words of Psalm 77 were that, that I just read. Let's look again at verse 1. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. So how you been in all this? I'll be honest. The last 12 months here have been pretty hard. 12 months ago, one of our teachers at Illinois Lutheran, uh, Donovan Zastro, went home to heaven. The last time the students saw him was the last day of school that the previous school year. And during the summer months, he found out he had cancer. It was aggressive. And before school started, he was already in heaven. In the last 12 months, one of a young, a young mom here at Trinity and in our school had, had a young boy in our school. She died in a fiery car accident. A fourth grader at Illinois Lutheran died of a severe asthma attack. One of our own was, was brutally stabbed and attacked. And then we had this COVID thing. And the, the, the panic and, and the fear that came with that and, and teachers everywhere trying to, to frantically relearn and redo everything and parents and students the same. And, and here at church, we, we switched to all digital and, and we had to learn how, how to find the, the channel on YouTube or, or Facebook and, and a lot of us learned about Zoom and confirmation was different. Graduation was different. Holy Week was completely online. So much has happened in the last 12 months. Certainly personally too, right? Some have lost their spouses. Some have, have heard the word cancer as a diagnosis. Some of us have had surgeries. Some of us have had COVID. Some have, have lost loved ones to COVID. And now, there's no power. A lot has happened in these last 12 months, and it is 
so easy, so so even natural to to ask God, where, where did you go? Th- these words from the psalm could could easily be words that that we say right now. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? We can wonder, where is God gone? And it's at times like that then that the psalm tells us that this is a time to think about what God has done in the past, how he has been at work in the past. The psalm says this in verse 10. Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. So when we start wondering about what God has done in the past, meditating, thinking about his mighty deeds, that is what we need to do when we start wondering where God has gone. And if you think about one of the most spectacular, greatest deeds that God has done in the past, one of them comes to mind is, is the Exodus. And actually, that's one thing that the psalm is talking about, the, the, the culmination of the Exodus, when, when God parted those, those waters of the Red Sea in this spectacular way. Think of that. Think of this image here when you hear these words of the psalm. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The the clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. It's interesting that verse 19, it said, uh, your, your footprints were not seen. Kind of reminds you of that famous poem, right? Footprints in the sand. I know you've heard it before, but so many people love it. Let, let me read it to you. One night I, I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes of my life flashed across the sky. In, in each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was one set of footprints. This bothered me because I noticed the low periods of my life when I was suffering anguish, sorrow, and defeat, I could only see one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, I've noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why? When I needed you the most, have you not been there for me? The Lord replied, The times when you have seen only one set of footprints is when I carried you. So, when we wonder 
where God is. When we ask, where did he go? The problem is not with God. The, the issue is really with our perception. Now, the greatest, the greatest example, the greatest thing we can think of or remember, meditate on, ultimately is the cross. Because that is the real answer. God, where did you go? It's the cross. That is where he went. That is where he carried us, where he carried our sins, and he died for them on the cross. That is where we see the, the full extent of his love, how much he cares about us. Where did God go? You can always go to the cross and know. You can know and see for sure where he went and how much you matter to him. So, so when life happens and you ask that question, where, God, where did you go? You think about what God has done in the past. Also, think about what, how God is at work right now. Question for you high schoolers who have been in the sports. Okay? What does coach always have you do before every practice and before every game? He has a stretch, right? Even after it. Why is that? Because if you don't stretch your muscles, you're way more likely to get injured, to, to strain something, to pull something, to tear something, to, to injure yourself. And that's um, for teenagers. For those of us who are in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, you know, you, you just can't automatically do something you did back when you were a teenager. When you're a teenager, you are way more flexible than you are later in life. And so stretching is all the more important. The idea is the more you stretch, the more you exercise, the, the, the more flexible you are, the, the more resilient to injury you are. That is true physically. That is also true spiritually. If you find yourself asking that question, God, where did you go? And you find yourself asking it a lot. It might be because you need a little more spiritual resiliency. You need to, to stretch those muscles a little more so that when things happen, you're able to bounce back quicker. I know I've talked about this book before, Three Words That Will Change Your Life by Pastor Mike Novotny. It is an amazing book. And there's one chapter here where he gives example after example after example after example of how we can... We can think about how we can see God at work. And it's not so much how you can see God at work right now, but really he gives us reminders of how God is at work. For instance, in the section about friends, he said this, you know, you wonder if you'll be the only student left without a science partner again until the girl you like turns around and chooses you. This is a glimpse of the God who chose you. And 
chose you to be his own before the creation of the world. A choice we didn't deserve, but we gladly celebrate. He also gave this example. Your best friend knows everything about you, that the depression, the abuse you endured, the embarrassing insecurities, yet in love, protects your reputation. This is a glimpse of, of how God, whose love always protects us from thoughts of our own unworthiness. Another example, friends. You're going through a divorce. And um, few people are willing to talk with you and talk with you down that agonizing and lonesome road, except her. She makes time for you at the times when you need her the most. That is a glimpse of the God who walks with us through the darkest valleys and loneliest seasons of life. Pastor Novotny also had a section about family. He talks about your mom. You know, Your mom patiently listens and gives you her full attention as you pour out your teenage 20-something or even 30-something problems. This is a glimpse of God who is full of compassion and cares about everything you're going through. Or, example of a big brother. Your older brother has your back when someone mocks your acne, haircut, or not-so-straight teeth. This is a glimpse of the God who will defend you from every accusation and stand by your side on Judgment Day. You look in the mirror. You realize one day you might not ever turn another head again. Yet despite your wrinkles, drooping skin, gray hairs, your husband says you're beautiful. This is a glimpse of the God who speaks to us sinners as though we were perfect in his sight. And then he talks about nature. Your flower beds burst with life as deep purple tulips emerge from the soil. Okay, this is a glimpse of God who delights us when he transforms this broken world into something indescribably beautiful. Or you head out one afternoon on a run, on a path, and you find a deer standing in the middle of the trail. You track him as he gracefully bounds through the woods until he rejoins his family in a small clearing. That is a glimpse of God, who is surprisingly present even when you think you are running through life alone. There's an example of animals also. You get into a stupid fight with your girlfriend, but your cat still jumps on the couch and purrs with delight just to be near you. That's a glimpse of the God, whose faithfulness never fails, even when we do. Or an example of work. You get an email from a respected client praising you for your above and beyond efforts on the new campaign. This is a glimpse of the God who cannot wait to recognize you for the good and humble work that you have done. It's also food. Your mom uh, makes lasagna and you take that first bite and immediately you have to praise the chef. This is a glimpse of the God whose glory will immediately move you to praise him for his creation of the world and his salvation for your soul. And just a few examples of how many ways we can, can see God at work 
and and rejoice because of it. So when life happens, you just start wondering, God, where did you go? Think about, meditate on what God has done in the past, and 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 on what God is, how He is at work right now. Because when you see that, when you see reminders of how God is at work, you're going to go from God, where where did you go? To thanking and praising Him, and saying, God, thank you for being there. Amen.